I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Enrique Acosta Gonzalez is the CEO, executive advisor, speaker, and mentor. Enrique knows what it means to build and lead high-performing teams. After serving 26 years in the United States Navy, Enrique decided to pursue his MBA. In his various roles, as he continues to serve beyond the uniform, you can find Enrique building teams, training and coaching executives, or advising business leaders. Mentoring is near and dear to Enrique's heart, and our conversation will reveal why. Let's get started. Enrique, again, thank you for joining me on the podcast and just being willing to share your advice, your expertise, and your experience. My first question is just touching on your long career, 26 years. And now most people would say, okay, after 26 years of really digging deep and giving so much, I'll kind of take it easy, but you're doing the exact opposite. Why do you work so hard at giving back? Well, first is uh, it's my passion. And I think that everything that's done with passion in mind, you feel like you can do forever. Mm. Um, And so I always encourage veterans coming out to first seek their passion. That's almost impossible for some because we're so used to being mission oriented, right? The passion was the mission. When the mission goes away, so does the passion. And so what we do in the military that we don't do very well is create passion for people while they're in service Mm. that they can take on after because we all know that service will end. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that. I think it's always important to highlight. I, you know, I say this every time I get to, you know, share with veteran leaders, with the military community, you are going to take that uniform off, Mm -hmm. you know? So to not think about what's next is a disservice to those who are depending on you in that future state. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So was your heart for just passionately serving a part of your DNA before the Navy or was it more of a ember and then your service lit it into this brilliant fire that it still is today? Which side of the coin did you fall on? I was brought up in a servant mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in the church and in church, it's all hands on deck, as we, as we say in the Navy, yeah. all the time. My mom did a great job in teaching me very early mm-hmm. uh, what it meant to give back. Although we were poor, <laughs> mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, but she always highlighted that there was someone that was worse off. Mm. Uh, and so that always gave me a sense that it was my duty to ensure that I was not the only one benefiting. (laughs) Right, right. So yeah, it started with my mom. It started with the church. Uh, The military, uh, what they did was they gave me a bigger platform Hmm. to uh, do that. Wow. So why do you think so many miss the benefits of serving both in and out of the uniform? You know, for some, that is such a foreign concept. You know, I still have members of my social circles was like, man, my son or daughter will never serve. And I'm always like slightly heartbroken because I think they misread the word serve, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, I was just having a conversation with my wife earlier this morning where she highlighted the fact that she was not allowed. That was not going to happen <laughs> for mm-hmm. her. And unfortunately that played true for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny thing is that she ended up marrying a service member. <laughs> so oh, she yeah. did she did end up serving Absolutely. because uh, she was an ombudsman for the better part of 10 years. So oh, wow. she ended up serving at a different capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I share your sentiment when I hear that as well. The fact is that tides have changed right. in, in our world. Right. Um, it used to be service oriented. Mm. Uh, now it's self-service oriented. Oh, wow. Uh, if you look at social media, yeah. if you look at the landscape, it's very self-centric. And unfortunately, we all have a play in that somehow, some way. Right? Right. But the, right. hey, technology is going to increase, and it does by the minute. 
Mm -hmm. uh, it's not even by the day. It's this thing is going all the time, constantly. Uh, so for those that have the mindset, we just need to propagate that. Mm. We, we know the benefit of service. We just need to make it louder yeah. than the yeah. sounds of, hey, just focus on yourself. Hey, Ooh. do for yourself. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. need to speak louder. I like that. Um, and we have the same platform that they do. Absolutely so, do. Yeah. So my question, my question is, why, are, why aren't we doing it? And that's just the, the fact that, you know, they've always said the squeaky wheel gets the oil <laughs> or the grease, right? You yeah. hear that? If we notice it, we need to uh, do something about it. And we, most of us that uh, are in the service, we are very uh, task-minded, right? So we're quick to action. Right. So I'd say that same quickness, that same uh, action, task-oriented mindset should be focused to that. And the benefits of service, we only know. Mm. They would have no idea of what that is. We need to show them. Oh, wow. Uh, that's why I love video. I love video. And believe me, that is one of my goals for 2018, mm -hmm. to use video to its full capacity. Oh, wow. Because I want folks to see the benefit. Yeah. Most people have never even seen it. So I want to show them. Yeah. So and that's something that we have the opportunity to do and we should do it. Absolutely. And I like, and I like that you realize that the video platform is an enhanced format to just tap into the uh, deep benefits of the service culture, the servant leader mindset, and just what service connects you with. Now, I want you to think back to the 18-year-old you. And again, now you had an amazing career, 26 years. Would you be able to convince your 18-year-old self to stay the course, to uh, serve with the high level of competency and clarity and focus that you did for 26 years, and also to continue to serve once you take the uniform off? Or do you think the 18-year-old you would have kind of romanticized more of maybe a clear cut path in a different industry, maybe one of the popular industries of the day, mm -hmm. where, where do you think you would have uh, fell on the side of? Yeah. Well, if I was speaking to myself, I think I would repeat my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Because, so I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, mm -hmm. It was, you know, the Bronx is a pretty tough place to grow up in. It was the South Bronx uh, and I grew up between Spanish Harlem and, and the Bronx. So mm. take the, the better of two, uh, two toughness. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I was fortunate. I have lived a very fortunate life. I thank God every day. As a young kid, uh, my, my school, my high school happened to have ROTC. Mm. Uh, there you go. Uh, the moment that I saw those kids in uniform and uh, they were disciplined and they, they looked like they had it all together. And everywhere they went, they were, it was in a group. Um, yeah. They went on trips together. They drilled together. I mean, I thought that that was the most marvelous thing wow. in a high school setting. Wow. It was as close as you would get to a football squad mm. without having to get roughed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so, true. <laughs> so I didn't like pain. So right, 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 right. I gravitated. But I think that my, like I had mentioned before, my, my upbringing was very structured, although short in other areas, you know, mm -hmm. financials or whatever. It was not short in passion. It was not short in dedication. It was not short in commitment, loyalty. All the things that my mom was able to teach me mm -hmm. at a young age, I saw in this ROTC unit. So it oh, was wow. home to me. Oh, wow. And so I gravitated to it. And I have not looked back since, you know, it was from there right to boot camp. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate in the Navy. They have this position within the recruit ranks of chief petty officer. They call it recruit chief petty officer. I was selected and I saw the team through. I, I have been blessed from day one, but um, I don't think that I needed to convince myself of much. Now, there were some, you know, life <laughs> things that happened after, during service and, and as mm -hmm. a young man mm -hmm. that I wish I could talk to myself but any 18-year-old that I think that I could talk to uh, that would be, that if I could go back to uh, at that time, I would definitely stress three things that I think would benefit any 18-year-old. College, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one, slow down to life. We live such a fast-paced life. Yeah, Everything is so instant that I almost fear for an 18-year-old that has to make a decision now, mm -hmm. nowadays. Uh, but 
if we can teach them to slow down and live their age. Oh, wow. It's a benefit to them because they won't fast track their life and then they won't slow it down. There are plenty of 40 year olds that are still living an 18 year old life. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, so you're on either side. Yeah. Uh, and then a mentor. Oh, a, I like that. Person. And you know, and an 18 year old cannot really identify, but I would say to them, I'd say, let me find you one. <laughs> yeah. Let me find you a mentor. Let me find you someone that's like-minded. And I always ask kids, you know, what they want to do. It was just like asking me what I wanted to do. I, I didn't know I want military, but I did not know what I wanted in life. Mm-hmm. But to have someone placed that early in a life as a bona fide, very interested and invested mentor yeah. would, would have meant a world difference for me. Yeah. 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 So, so two things I'm going to, you know, highlight one is I didn't get to uh, participate in ROTC playing sports, you know, ate up the time, but I Mm -hmm. having served, I definitely look back even at the college level. And I suggest ROTC is a strong starting point to anyone, Mm -hmm. you know, who can attend just because the camaraderie you have and the discipline you're learning while in school puts you leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else in how the world really works, you know? And then you touched on mentorship, and I know that's near and dear to your heart. Now, I wanted to go deep there just for a bit. Why do you think people are resistant to what mentors do? Do you think it's a lack of understanding? And then what immediate enhancement, like I have mentors in my life, so I have some thoughts around the subject. But what immediate enhancement do you feel that as someone receives mentorship, they start saying, why did I live without this? I hear that quite a bit. So what do you think first blocks people from seeing the value of a mentor? And then what immediate enhancements come from mentorship? I think that if there was any one thing that I would say would inhibit uh, someone to see mentorship in a positive light is the loss of control. Uh, they, they, there is a thought that because you have a mentor, they automatically become your consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in church. Actually, I'm a minister. I'm a reverend. And, uh, and so I know that uh, I used to tell folks in the church, I, um, I'm not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, and, and in mentorship, we're not your consciousness. We right, are not right. in the business or interested for that matter, (laughs) to run your life. That is your life. That was your, they gave that to you. You have that to do. Um, And so when people confuse guidance with control, it holds them back. Oh, wow. It holds them back. Highlighting, it's funny because no one would truly understand the enhancement of mentorship until they feel it and see it for themselves. Hmm. We are constantly given guidance, constantly. You hear it on a TV commercial. Yeah. They are guiding you to buy something. Yeah. It's up to you whether you listen or not. So mentorship is not anything new. Uh, we see it every day. Invested mentorship is different. And uh, that's what I try to do. That requires me to give you before I even see something from you. Right. And that selflessness is really what makes the difference and enhances that experience for someone. And because we have to be honest, some people are mentors because they can write it on a piece of paper. Mm. Some people are mentors because they can throw it on some blog or they can put it on some profile statement or what have you. But yeah. invested mentorship is you see the effects of it. You see that it's tangible. As much as I have been blessed to had a great career and all things seemingly uh, work you know, in my favor, it, that pales in comparison to when I see one of the mentees that I've had the opportunity to invest in mm-hmm. succeed. Mm. That. And that makes my day. Mm, yeah. And what I immediately saw as you were sharing was that connection, that bridge between our present and what's coming in the future. And I feel that before my military service, the safety of our country 
was something that I didn't really understand, but I wasn't really sure in. But after serving and being around the men and women that were trusting to do this role, to do this job, to stand in the gap, it hit me how, how much we're in good hands. You know, and I think as you talked about the success of your mentees, as you're teaching, sharing, listening, and helping them problem solve through their own lives, I saw that connection of, wow, if you're truly investing in your community by sharing your life experiences, you then can trust that their future families, their careers, you know, their future businesses, you know, their future service, whether in the military or outside the uniform, that they're going to do exceptionally well because they had heard some ideas and they were able to problem solve with someone who's invested in them, an invested mentor who's been there and done that. Yeah, you're perfectly right there. And the key to that invested mentorship is the fact that we know that it's going to be a long lasting effect. Mm. We are very well aware that the mentorship, although it's going on that specific time, Mm -hmm. will impact the rest of their life. And that's why we treat it so delicately. That's why I said, you know, the difference between invested in a mentorship and just, you know, giving somebody advice. It's how far down the road you see this really going. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the beauty of it. You're talking to the person and they're looking at you and they're appreciative and you're smiling back at them because you see the other faces smiling down the road. You know, it's not you right now, buddy. Uh, I'm taking care of you now, but what I'm doing is touching the rest of your life. That's powerful. And one of the things I'm going to share to highlight, because veteran leaders and, and listeners, I don't want you guys to overlook this. When I left the military service, I had a mentor specifically to help me as a husband returning from military service, focus on rebuilding my relationship with my wife. And some of the things that was being shared, like attend marriage conferences, go to marriage counseling, was not things I would have came up with on my own, Mm -hmm. you know? And I credit the continued success of my marriage to that specific mentor who that's all he was concerned about, Enrique. He would ask me, Bernard, is your, is your wife on your calendar? And, you know, of course, I was confused. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? I see her every day. He was like, yeah, but is that time hers? Wow, that's beautiful. You know, and, and that's <laughs> what mentors do. And you yeah. shared about that. And I just wanted to bring, you know, drive it in because as we transition from the military, as we continue to serve beyond the uniform, if we can connect with mentors who are investing their life experience to include their professional knowledge in us, and we take the steps to make the change, then we get the fruit of the labor and the adjustment. Exactly. I mean, that's a, that was a good point. It's, it's just uh, critical because when I speak to folks that say, hey, can I talk to you? I'm, I'm four years out. I'm two years out. I'm whatever time different out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and looking at retirement, the quick thing to say is, do you have your degree? Do you have your education? Mm. You know, is your finances right? How big is your network base? Mm-hmm. And we fail to recognize that not, even if all those things were right, if your home support Come on. system, <laughs> Come if on. your home support system is not right, yeah. you will struggle. Yeah. Because you'll be doing it by yourself. Yeah. I love that point. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Just to talk about transitions for a second. And I know that you were able to retire, but I still think there is some tools, some tips, some strategies that you can give. But one of the questions I love to ask is, when I say military transitions, what one word answer would you give? I would say unique. Okay. Unique because there are no transitions alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like any career, there are no careers alike. Right. They may be similar. You know, you may have right. been at the same command. Or I share a career with a good friend of mine. When I say he's my brother, I'm I'm talking. You know, we could probably take a blood test. And <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, is so close to me, yeah. uh, and so close to my heart. And we came in the military together. We were in the same A school, mm. uh, you know, service school. We we were at the same first command. I mean, it, 
we share the same birthday. Oh, <laughs> How wow. about that? Wow. <laughs> so wow. we're the same age. We were hours apart. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, you know, one of those kind of relationships that God has blessed me with is still not the same. Mm. Our service was not the same. He ended up being uh, picked up for an officer program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's done other things that, uh, you know, you, you just, it blows your mind. Right, um, right. And so the uniqueness of transition is that it is yours. You will make it or you will break it. Mm. And what I often see, it really breaks my heart, is that we serve, 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 and we never serve ourselves. Mm. We expect the package at the end of service as if it was to be a cookie cutter easy thing. You did what you, you served your country and now you have these expectations, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be, right. They may Mm -hmm. be valid. Uh, They may be outlandish. I've seen people with some very uh, lofty expectations Mm -hmm. uh, and then they get proverbial surprise. And and then it becomes very hard, but uh, understand that this road is your road. It will never mimic or nor will it uh, match anyone else's, right? So that we do a lot to prepare folks um, yeah. because we know what it feels like. I had a very blessed transition. Every time I talk to a veteran or a service member about to get out, I say, please do not take my life as a model. Mm. <laughs> I will tell you that my life has been God controlled and that's how he's done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that he can't do it with you, I'm just saying, your transition is going to be different. Let's talk about it. Right. And I always try to deep dive into the intentions of that person's heart and mind so that I can lead them to reality. Yeah. Now, it may be close to reality. And so there might not be uh, too much to converse about. Right. But I still need to know that. You know, in business, right, we say, know the why. Mm-hmm. I try to know the why for the person so that I can give them the right amount and the right level of advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's unique, unique. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I think that was strong. And just as you unpacked for us that at times we're basing what we want on what we saw someone else achieve. And mm-hmm. you highlighted in deep detail why we must look at the uniqueness of our experience and what we're bringing to the table and whatever we choose to do next. And also, what we're taking back home with us as far as our support structures, our mentors, things of that nature. And I think that was well said. And I want to just allow you to continue that on the expertise for those who are considering retiring. You know, they're up to that 20 year mark and, you know, then things start to become, what do I do next? So there's a different type of anxiety there than someone like myself who did one enlistment, you know, so I'd, I'd like you to just kind of remind so many men and women who had an amazing career that there is an amazing life for them after they transition. Yeah. My first aim is, is to give them hope. Transition, you know, even the word kind of makes you jittery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, oh, yeah. you know, when you, whether you did a, an initial tour and got out, whether you did half of the, uh, you know, 10 years and got out, whether you did the full retirement and got out, that word has a stigma to it. Mm-hmm. And it's uncertainty. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's what that is. What we don't know, we just don't know. Whether you're retiring or not, I have mentioned this before, you know, home life is crucial to transition. Mm-hmm. Home life, you know, when everybody else out here is telling you no, uh, but you got uh, people in your home, or, yeah. or maybe it's just a spouse right. that's telling you yes, right. you will wake up the next morning and you will try again. Right. And so I always tell people home life is primal. You have to have that. That's foundational. Mm -hmm. Uh, You must have that. You know, I always encourage degrees, right? Because we know I had said this once and just to sidetrack real quick. I had said this once to a fellow veteran of mine and and he said he was blown away, but we represent 1% of our nation's population. Mm -hmm. 99% of the people in our country have moved on from our enlistment. Come on. <laughs> they, Come on. They've moved on. We still stuck because we had obligations now. They moved on. 
and we are a world apart. What the military does is trying to do now is kind of bridge those two worlds. They don't know how because they themselves are in the military. So right. what I would love to see is us, us that have been out now and know for us to bridge that gap. Yeah. Uh, because only we can. A general, an admiral, a captain, a, a major, or they're in. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know how far you can see when you're in it. You right. can't see that. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. so it's us that have to bridge that gap. So I know that in America, degrees have been the standard. We have been do, doing a lot of work in, in making sure that our personnel are degreed, educated, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and can have that. I personally know doctors in education that are enlisted. Wow. <laughs> They're just told not to uh, go the officer route. Yeah. But they are doctors. They are doctors in philosophy, doctors in medicine. And I'm like, what? You know, they got it on their own and good for them because they easily transitioned out right, um, right. into something of that level. But most folks that are enlisted have been given opportunities now in this day and age mm-hmm. to, to secure, if not one, two or three degrees. So yeah. that we don't do it, it's a disservice to ourselves. So I always encourage that. Now, finances, I know that uh, the Navy, and to my standards, uh, they paid me very well. Did I take the opportunity to ensure that when I transitioned out, that there were not going to be folks chasing me for money mm. when I may not have enough? <laughs> right? mm. so, so that's huge. That also impacts all the other things. Home life, degree, finances, and speak to people. Speak to people, go out, network. Folks think that network is a science. It's not. (laughs) You talk to people, (laughs) you talk. But we're in a society that talking is kind of like very seldom. Yeah. Yeah. It's seldom. You either email, text, or they watch a video of you. Uh, That networking is so crucial, but I always emphasize on the network side. You network because you have something to give them. Don't wow. network because you're looking for something. I do this on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Right? So someone reaches out to me, mm-hmm. I will entreat them. They reached out to me. I'm going to turn and in kind, reach out to them. Wow. If the reach out is a business, straight up business reach out, I say no. Mm. And I say no. The reason why is that I am not interested in business. I'm interested in life business. Oh, wow. I'm interested in depositing what I have before I leave God greener into as many people as I can so it's a little better for them. Oh, wow. And so when I'm approached in that way, I say no, and I give them another try. (laughs) Yeah, I I let them go back, think about what they just did, (laughs) and come back to me. Not that I am of any importance and that there's some uh, magic thing to do to get to me. I'm very open, very open book, very open person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I value relationship and I value invested relationship. Mm. That will go a long way. Down the road, five years from now, I run into some producer that needs a podcast uh, expert. Who am I going to think of? I'm going to think about Bernard. That's who I'm going to think about. That's what relationship is. And that's what real networking is. Right. I, try to pe- I let people understand that so that we can make this world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you network, you network because you have something to give. Right, um, right. And because the other way around is that when someone networks with you, is because they have something to, to give to you. Yeah. So you will get yours. Just don't go about it, you know, the other way. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like that. So right here, I just wanted you to just take some time to, to tell our listeners how to connect with you on LinkedIn so that they know, because that's where we connected and, and, and right. forming a fast friendship. And I think people need to hear, because I think you just laid out the blueprint of how to. And, uh, you know, I would love our listeners to reach out to you and to practice as well of building a quality network, first by serving, by giving, by truly connecting with the person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you get to know each other, hearing how you can support each other's work, if that's what's the next step. Yeah. You know, so Enrique Acosta Gonzalez on LinkedIn, that is currently the 
the only way uh, and the only social media I have. So don't try to look <laughs> for me any other way. Uh, but I think it's appropriate for my life. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's the venue that I that I use. Right. No, you know there are basic things to relationships that folks understand. So let's say I ask you to connect and you accept. That's it. Mm. Is that all? Mm. You know. Do I send you a thank you message for taking the time out of your life? Right. To have even clicked yes. Right. Do I send you a message that said you know what? I am here for whenever you want to contact me. Would love to meet you over coffee or if you're in the same area, right? I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've done that. If the person in the same area and I ask to connect, I ask to connect because I have something I think that they will have get value from, mm-hmm. then why not give it to them if they live in the same area? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I asked them, I'd say, hey, do you mind? I work here. You want to have coffee sometime? And I've done that. And it's been empowering. It's been a blessing. Wow. Um, and so do you think about these things when you're out there? You know, I, I see these titles of lion, you know, LinkedIn, open networker. I, I believe it's <laughs> that, you know, okay, so you're open to connections for what? Right. You know, for what and for why? Because right, right. if you tell me you could talk to 10,000 people and it really be a valuable conversation, I say, man, you need to write a book. (laughs) You you need to have a TV show or something. You know, it's just like any concentrated thing. It becomes diluted, Mm. you know, when it's just so overwhelming. Right. And I understand business, right? So for me, do what you need to do. I'm not going to dictate people how they do it, but do what you need to do. But consider that, you know, and especially if you're in a sales organization, the sales are not done on that one thing. So it's it's when I believe in your product that you're going to sell me something. So help me believe, uh, however it is that you, you're going to do that, but you can email me. I put everything on there. Email, my phone is on there. So if you're a connection or if I've asked to connect with you, what you will always get is my gratitude. You will always get that regardless of whether that moves on from there or not. Right. Right. You know, firsthand I can, validate and verify everything that you're saying, you know, genuine, heart of goal for people caring more about me than whatever else was on the table. And I, I felt that right away. And that's why I reached back out to you. I was like, man, this is different. Oh, this, is, this is different. I got to connect with Enrique. So, yeah, oh, thank you, so I really do. I really do appreciate that. Now I, I want to talk about your business serving because you are brilliant at it and you're helping others do that at a high level as well. So we'll start with vets to data and then we'll just go through just some of the highlights of your current career. Now, why do you think there's that demand in the marketplace for vets to data? It's funny that you ask the demand. It's not even a demand. It is. (laughs) It is. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, data is. We are surrounded by data. You cannot speak without some device listening. And if anybody thinks that this is not going on, they, they need to open up their mind. You mentioned a resort that you've always wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And my TV has a device. Mm-hmm. My cell phone has a device. There are listening devices everywhere. I mean, your security system. <laughs> then you look at your homepage on Facebook, and all of a sudden you have that advertisement for your paradise (laughs) vacation. Right, right. You know, is, data is. We move and we breathe by it. Everything that we have moving is data. Analytics is data. Computer science, anything that can be collected via data Mm -hmm. is. And so it's not so much a demand anymore. It's what it is. And right, if right. you're not there, you'll wow. be back in the Stone Age. Wow. And I work for a company that data is crucial. And so it was there, really, mm. where, where I realized the importance of what uh, life we were living. And how could I put, because I'm okay with uh, companies doing what they do. When it comes to data, I have an apprehension because it's the privacy of people, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. The privacy of people. Mm -hmm. And so 
I was constantly surrounded by secret, top secret, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, we know how to keep. And so I thought to myself, I said, if I want anybody <laughs> at the helm of my information, I want people that I know that have already been vetted to be trustworthy with that information. And so that's where the thought of vets to data came from. I want mm -hmm. to infiltrate the data world with military people mm -hmm. just because of the, I know how critical the management of that data is and your fraud is prevalent. There are companies doing things they shouldn't. But when I have a person uh, that has the fibers built into, woven into their life, yeah where where we know how to keep things it just made me a little more confident now you know you cannot dismiss any scenario <laughs> right, right uh, because right. you know because we live in a world that things change yes uh, but i wanted to put veterans at the forefront of that of the movement of the lifestyle of the acquisition the the management all of that of data and data science and machine learning and AI because, right. you know, I was just listening to a, a video where Elon Musk, right? He, he was talking mm -hmm. about AI. If Elon Musk is a little afraid, <laughs> about mm -hmm. this, a lot of people should be a lot afraid <laughs> because this guy's at the forefront of stuff and he has the financial means of it. I want to go on the flank side of this and tactically, militarily, right? Right, right, military right, 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 right. right. Uh, and hit this thing from the side with military now veterans, people who care about that stuff. That's where, where all that actually came from. Yeah. And everything you said, if we listen in and we unpack it, you talked about the trustworthiness of those who are handling and processing the data. And, you know, many people, we're still disconnected from the back end of how. We love the engagement side, the shiny smartphone right. or the apps or the app mm -hmm. platform, but we never say who's the person or individuals or teams to include companies mm -hmm. truly sitting with all my children's catalogs of oh, photos, yeah. mm -hmm. all my financial records in my cloud storage. Yep. And, and you know, I, I get it. I get that, you know, we can say, well, you know, that company's trustworthy, that this company's trustworthy, they've been a, around. But I love what you said. Tactically, Bernard, I understand that if we have to breathe data, much like air, mm -hmm. and I connect veterans with this amazing opportunity, that we will be in a position of leverage because the integrity, character, and camaraderie that we hold ourselves to is now in the framework of all these companies controlling this future asset called data. Yeah, as you're talking, these slogans are running through my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, if you, if you trusted me with your life, you can trust me with your data. Come on, that's oh, important. I'm gonna put, yeah, I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you gotta do that. And, 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 here's, and here's the truth, because I, I want people to feel the scare factor, because it's a real factor. The Sony mm -hmm. email leak, the Target, credit card breach what was it the credit companies breach you know like places that you would say man you should never get breached at all like like that's the one thing you should have got right <laughs> exactly and as you mentioned we don't have people with our level and not judging we have amazing industry professionals out there but there's a different level of vigilance that we all carry because of the training and the community that we yeah. belong to for a part of our lives. Exactly. You know, there's a different vigilance when you're looking over my shoulder, Bernard, you know, I expect more of you, you know, <laughs> it's different. Yeah. And the person yeah. is like, I can just go work somewhere else. It's yeah. a different Integri conversation. Yeah. And integrity is common to us all. It doesn't matter yeah. what, what yeah. Uh, yeah. service, what branch. That is common to us all. You know, most companies value veterans because of those core values that were taught and ingrained yeah. into our life. Yeah. Uh, they know that it didn't fly off when we checked out the front gate. <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. They know that that wasn't something that we just left in a bag and said, okay, they, there goes that integrity. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. they know it's so ingrained 
that's why they value. Right. Uh, and so I want to use that for ourselves. Right. When I spoke about networking and what you bring, to, that's something that we all bring. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to ensure that I use that and also help the rest of the 99% uh, that mm-hmm. have uh, lived without us to understand, you know, just like I said, you trusted me with something far more uh, yeah. important and you can trust me with this. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, you know, just give you time to talk further about also your volunteering, but I wanted to touch on as an executive advisor, why did you know, I know you talked on service earlier, but why did you know it was so important for you to connect with the heads of companies, the heads of businesses, chamber of commerces, and truly help them see maybe some areas that they had blind spots in your capacity as an executive advisor? I thank the military for that. Uh, they were in you know, the Navy structure is very kind to senior enlisted. They have a program where E8 and 9 become uh, the command chiefs. The command right. Chief and command senior chief, command master chief. I was fortunate to uh, fall into those ranks, and uh, which is very few. Not every eight, you know, and nine get that opportunity. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate and very blessed to, to have done that. I did that for a better part of 10 years at the command level. So what we call the triad, you know, right. that, that, that's where my, you know, the triad leadership solutions come from. Oh, God. Um, but uh, from that experience, I know the value and not just because of what I was saying, but the feedback I got from my commanders. I speak to them to this day. Oh, wow. That's the type of relationship that is built there. We send each other Christmas cards. We call each other. We, mm-hmm. um, and it's marvelous. You still retain the officer enlisted relationship. Yet, at this point, at that triad, we are looking out for each other and each other's best interest. Oh, wow. You will not get that throughout the full of the command, right? Yeah. Um, and that is a relationship that is built on trust, integrity, and things like that. Now, easy for the military to do, mm. because like I said, they ingrained that in us. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring that setup to every company in America. Do you imagine that every company would have a person that their interest is the CEO's success at all times. Oh, wow. That their interest is the edification, mentorship, and leadership development of all of the workforce. Yeah. That they are interested in making sure that all of the governing doctrine for whatever that company is, is tight and right, and it enhances and supports the workforce. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just what we bring at the advisor level from the military would benefit every company, small and large. Because, you know, not everybody wants to go to a company that has 10,000 people. Right. Uh, Maybe you want to go to one that has 50, 60, 70, Mm -hmm. because it's more manageable. But regardless, that CEO will have what they have never had. They have had business advisors. Right. They have had auditors. They have had all these other people that deal with specifics to the company, but little in small scales. This person is there for you. Mm -hmm. There for you to cry to. Yeah. And no one else will know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There for you to go with the headaches of the day and you talk about it and you develop a plan together, and you get to execute it, nobody ever know that they were part of it, and no one ever know what you had said. It's just results. Yeah. And just imagine you have a CEO that seemingly always gets it right. That company is going to flourish. Yeah. That The people that make that company up are going to be taken care of in such a way that they're going to flourish. Right. No one will ever want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so because they have a great CEO, they have a, an executive staff that's being mentored on a daily and their workforce is being taken care of mm-hmm. to the point where, yeah, you get salary, you get this, but we're going to make sure that even if you leave us, you're going to get hired somewhere else. 
You right. imagine. Right. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I'm bringing to the table at my company. And that's what I intend on bringing to every company that would allow me. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I love how you showcase the cascade of supporting the leaders at the top, truly going deep with the CEO and showcasing the uh, values that you know works because it's time tested. Mm-hmm. You, you lived it. Your career is an example of that excellence and making sure that we don't have failures in the executive level because then the entire company is going to weaken as well. And I, and I think in American's memory, we think back to the Great Recession, recent history. We saw so many companies fail. I wonder at times how much of this was not being done that allowed that to happen. As you're taking this out and doing it locally, scaling it nationally, I'm excited because I know for many, the pressures of being a market leader can be supported with the training and the mentorship, as you mentioned, and the daily coaching that goes into this program. Now, I'm going to switch really quickly so you can share you know, your passion for giving back. One, and I think you showed us why your heart for service and it's being a part of your life completely, but you've chosen to serve in very specific ways, your mentorship, um, giving back, and some of the other organizations that you're with. Can you talk briefly about each organization and its impact that it's had on your life and the impact that you're seeing as you continue to do the work? You know, I had mentioned earlier, passion, passion. If I could drive that (laughs) to everyone, passion, you will gladly do every single day what you're passionate about. Mm. So if you structure your life Make some wise decisions. Don't go after everything. Because I think what happens in transition, the veterans get out and they're just stabbing in the wind. Look, the very first person that gives me that offer letter, I'm going to go work for. This is your opportunity. Mm -hmm. In all of your time in service, whether it's shorter, this is the one time you can choose what you want to do. So choose it but it has to be passion. So, you know, I'm passionate for clothes. My kids, you know, they like, Dad, it's a two-person closet in your master bedroom, and it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. My, my mom, minimal money we had at financing. She would not let me come out that house <laughs> looking, looking at rags. She oh, would yeah. not. You know why? Because I represented that family. And she was like, you you are not going to go out there and represent us wrong. So I have a thing for fashion, right? So I love suits. I love dressing well. If you go to my company and you ask anyone, does anyone here dress in suits? They will tell you my name without a doubt. (laughs) I am the the only one. Oh, wow. I am the only one. And so, but that's me. And like I tell, I said, let me do me. I'm not going to tell you about nothing about you. I'm not going to mention anything about you. <laughs> Just let, let me do me. I have a way. Uh, let me do it. But I have a, a, a heart for fashion, for dressing well. I, I have always believed that a professional dress should be in a professional setting. Mm. And, you know, the military has something to do with that. But a lot has to do with uh, how I was raised. Right. Um, Whatever it calls for, that's what you wear. You know, if it's business casual, then you better be wearing business casual. Don't, don't be trying to show people out. Right, right, But if it's business professional, don't come in here looking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, word of, but I love wearing suits, and I, and, and I got plenty of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I hooked up with uh, James Boggs with Team Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, at the time, I was doing um, uh, something here, and I'll talk to that in a second here, uh, here in Orlando, they're teaching a, a dress for success class. Mm. Uh, and that, that's going to be a funny story real quick. But the Orlando Veterans Closet, which is, we're working up right now, Tampa has, through James Boggs, Army Warrant Officer, he's almost at the end of his set, but he's doing this even in service. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I saw something come out of the Tampa area they, it was the Tampa Bay Veterans Closet. So I was looking at it because I saw a suit on the logo. I saw some dress shoes for ladies. I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is. So I looked into it and I said, wow, they provide a full ensemble 
Mm. Uh, uh, for veteran, they come in, they provide a full ensemble. I mean, from everything. And they get you a professional picture. They get you a training in interviewing and doing resumes and all that, all packaged in one thing through this uh, veterans closet. Yeah. And I said, oh my goodness, that is something that I could invest. I, that's something that I could do. I mean, I already teach a class. That would be great if I could do that here. Mm. Because through the class that I teach, now I can facilitate them actually not just learning about what to do, actually getting them the tools to do it. Right. And so I hooked up with Jane, a blessing of a man and great service member. And so we are in the process of creating and opening the Orlando's Veteran Closet to do the same here. Mm. And now I, I mentioned that I teach, there is this Central Florida a Disability Chamber of, of Commerce holds a Veterans Business Initiative, they call it VBI. And the purpose to that is to teach about giving you knowledge about business, giving you mm -hmm. tools about business. They teach finances. They teach the things that they know will impact you out here. It is not TAP. It's not TAP or anything like yeah, that yeah, yeah. or GPS or whatever name they have on it. It's not that. They really know what it is that's affecting the veterans and they are answering those questions and giving them tools. Uh, they teach you about networking. They teach you about LinkedIn. They teach you about careers. They even have companies set up to come in and interview and hire on the spot. That is what I loved the most at the time because initially I went through it and they saw me in a suit every day, <laughs> every time that we met. And at the end of the first, when I went through, at the end of it, they asked me if I would come back and teach Dress for Success. Oh, wow. Uh, it pays off to dress the part, you know, it pays off. But through them and their eight week process, they teach you entrepreneurial, they'll get you a job. I've seen half of the class by halfway through are hired. Oh, wow. That's how effective these guys are. It's because they have invested in relationships with companies that are local and they have taken their time. They were very thoughtful when they brought the program together and they had commitment from these companies. They are doing wonderful things here mm. uh, in Orlando through this. And so that's how I thought about, hey, you know, with James and the uh, closet and because it will complement yeah. each other. Yeah. And we will really be helping veterans. And we mentioned mentorship and that, that's another passion of mine, right? Mentorship is, pa is a passion. Yeah. Teaching, teaching is a passion. I, I love teaching. I love educating. I've done that, you know, all the way back from when I can remember Sunday school at church. But I love seeing the eyes just pop open when they get a nugget of knowledge yeah. <laughs> that, that they could actually do something with. Because I always tell people, it has been said that knowledge is power. But I say unto you that the application of knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I can teach you whatever I want. Right. Uh, if, you can't, if you can't apply it, it's just words. So when I see that through teaching and the different passions that I have, which, uh, you know, mentorship is my next one, I love it. I just love it. And to see a, a well-dressed uh, man and a well-dressed uh, lady uh, that's going to represent themselves at an interview and give them the, their best, because it's not, and I tell them, I said, it's not giving them their best at the interview. It's showing them that that's what they can count on day in, day out. Wow. You know, it's important. Mentorship is my other thing. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to see people uh, become better than their yesterday. If I can just do that with one thing, yeah. one person, one day. Um, oh, wow. I would say my day is successful. Yeah. Um, that starts with my family. Mm. I must do that with my family first. If I cannot do it with them, you shouldn't trust me to do it with you. Come on. Uh, and uh, yeah, don't, don't, Come on. Don't, don't make, don't, don't make me. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's when you know it's real. Right. You know, that's when you know it's real. Right. And so, I want to uh, mentor my, my wife. I want her to get degrees. I want her to uh, succeed and feel empowered. 
because when I do it with somebody else, she won't say, well, where's mine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I want to do that with my children. Well, they get the same. So that when someone tells them what their dad and husband are doing, it's not a surprise. To them. Right. So mentorship, I, I mentor with Veterati, great organization up in New York. Diana leads that, uh, Rao. Uh, Diana Rao, you can find her on, on LinkedIn as well. But they're doing such a great job up there. And, and so I join forces with them. And I do that. It's via phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you schedule an hour. And actually, you can go on there and look me up and schedule an hour of mentorship. And it connects us. Wow. Uh, and it's great. Uh, I've talked to everything. Every, any, anywhere from Air Force veterans to Army veterans to Navy veterans. I have not talked to a civilian yet but because it's veteran-oriented, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but there are civilians mentoring. And wow. that, was, that was wonderful. Business wow. people mentoring already. And so uh, the, way, the platform that, that they have is great, and, and I love it. I was fortunate. When I say my life is blessed, I, I, I cannot tell you <laughs> How do I join this thing in 2017? Wow. <laughs> How wow. do I join it? I have one year in it, and then I was just flabbergasted, just blown away. Mm. So they select top 10 years, top 10 mentors. And my name is on it. And oh, I'm wow. like, what? Congratulations. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you. I, I, I can't thank the mentees. You cannot be anything without someone else. Mm. You can't. You could try on your own and you'll be on your own. Come on. Come on. <laughs> singing, singing your own praises. Come on. <laughs> uh, but the mentees, the men, because there's only been uh, men, but the men that I've been able to talk to and I mean, I've seen them get jobs. I've wow. seen them. And not just because it was me. No, they, they've been working on this, right? right so right. it's just, I was a part of it. I was right. a part of it. And uh, it makes me just as happy to join the group. And then all of a sudden, boom, get, you know, it was a blessing. But uh, Veterati, uh, and you can go on there, Veterati.com. Wonderful leadership up there uh, with those folks and, mm-hmm. uh, and doing a great job. Down here locally, and we have Camaraderie Foundation. They uh, focus and they can... And Michael uh, Waldrop said uh, he leads that. And it started from invisible wounds, you know, healing invisible wounds. Mm. And, and we know as servicemen and, and women uh, that there are some that no one knows about. Yeah. And he designed that initially for that. And it has grown to other things. Uh, one of those other things is a year-long mentorship process where they select every year. It's a, you, gotta, you have to apply. They select every year uh, mentors. And then they have a pool of people that have said, I, I need mentorship from their veteran mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Uh, cadre. And then you get paired up. And I have mentored before, never for this long amount of time, anyone other than when I was in service, obviously, right? You mm-hmm. get people mm-hmm. for three mm-hmm. years at a batch. Right, uh, right. And so you have, you have three years and then after to do something with that. But it's a year-long process. And well, you know, if they're not employed, we try to help them get employed. And I've been uh, successful uh, in that. You try to teach them the skills they need, educate yeah. them. Yeah. You know, one of my mentees called me uncle. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Because he's a young uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, to hear that, you know, that does not come easy. Right. That's sign of respect uh, I, and love for uh, the process. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm so grateful and humbled that he would uh, even consider me to call me that, but, uh, you know, it's the type of relationship that the camaraderie foundation has allowed for us to, uh, to get into and, and really help the local veterans. My participation with the central Florida Navy league is organizationally based, but we help the sea cadets, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like young Marines, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, but the Navy version, uh, we help the uh, local JRTC unit, the Navy JRTC unit mm-hmm. uh, with awards and scholarship and stuff. So, you know, it's still mentoring the young folks in the programs that are near and dear to my heart, the ROTC, right? right? So everything I do and have been fortunate to do is tied to my passion. Yeah. And it's critical. Even my employment, my employment uh, with my company is tied to my passion. Mm. Uh, I get to do exactly what I'm trying to do through Triad Leadership Solution at my company. Yeah. They are the proof in the pudding, right? So, um, and I did that intentionally. Right. Um, I was blessed, though. I was blessed. My CEO and, and my COO, they were looking for that. They, mm-hmm. they told me. 
And mm-hmm. I went for, it's funny, I, I went for an interview for one, I didn't get it, and they came back to me and said, we saw your LinkedIn profile, we saw your resume, and you are what we need. And they knew they needed it. Oh, wow. And they, and they hired it. It wasn't like I went to them and said, oh, I'm an executive advisor. No, they did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Now they're army vets, right? right? So they know the value of yeah. having a, a chief warrant or a sergeant major. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, they knew it. But they are, if anybody opened this wide open, it was them. I'm so fortunate to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. When many people say they serve, it's like, oh, yeah, we all do. Or many people say, yeah, I continue to serve beyond the uniform. Again, oh, yeah, we all do. Many people say I'm a mentor. Oh, yeah, we all do. But your proof, because you, the way you talked about each relationship, the way you talked about each role, your, the way you talked about the value you get from just being able to continue to do what you're passionate about, I think our listeners will hear that in your voice. And I heard it clearly. Yes. And I, I love that you saw relationships deepen. And one, it's one thing to win, I think is a very prestigious award, best mentor of the year. But you talked about the unsung moments where here's someone referring to you as uncle because of the relationship and how you've helped them navigate through some of the problem sets of life. And I think that's the proof. You know, we talked about that legacy. We talked about, you know, helping others have strong families. And you shared why it's important that you do at home first what you do for others next. And I think people need to hear it that clearly. And I think you did an amazing job of, of making it real for all of us. Now, as we close, I'd just love for you to take some time to tell the listeners how to connect with you on LinkedIn again. And then also, if there's any books or maybe even video series or podcasts that you would recommend. And then lastly, just some pardon words of wisdom as we wrap up the show, things that you really want us to think about, take away, and utilize right away in our own lives. On LinkedIn, it's very easy. Enrique Acosta Gonzalez, and, and you'll find me easily, uh, probably the only one with that name on it, but, <laughs> uh, which is good. If through the information that I've shared, and if you're a listener and you think that I can add value to you, reach out, you know, reach mm-hmm. out. I won't negate anyone, uh, you know, outside of the circumstances that I <laughs> mentioned before, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but if it's to do and, you know, to help you in any of the things that I have uh, mentioned, uh, I am more than happy to, and I'll do so. You know, books, uh, my, my wife will, will attest to this, right? I am a book listener. See, <laughs> see, I have tons of books on my audiobook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, because uh, I am conscious of the time, right? So I use my travel to and from work to right. to get the books in, right? Uh, because I know that time is limited, and for me to sit down read, you know, it's arduous. So yeah. I've employed that so that I can still get the knowledge and the and the inspiration from so many great people that have written books and, right. and things of that nature. So, but the why, you know, let me tell you, that's not just a question. And I'm, it was written and he's great. And you listen to him in, in his uh, videos and it's great. But mm-hmm. the why is a question that we all should just ask ourselves. Right. Uh, because uh, the why will lead you to your passion. Mm. And, um, you just have to break it down and but why, but why, you know, we did it as kids because yeah, we really yeah. wanted to know, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So do it now, do, you know, especially with the rest of your life. If, you, if you're coming out of service, this is the rest of your life. Yeah. You're talking about and you must be as aggressive and diligent and just, you know, down to the neck about why am I doing this? Because from here, is the next step after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and so you only have but so much time right. uh, because of that, other, that t- other time you're already dedicated. You know, 26 years, I'm not going to get back from the military. Right. I hope I did it right, and I, and I think I did. Now what, what about the rest? And yeah. so The Why is a book. Uh, start with The Why. It's a mm-hmm. book that I always uh, like to tell people, hey, you might want to just read it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you might get one thing. Hey, take that one thing and then read another one. Uh, and there's so many great books that are written, you know. Right. Um, to name one, it's like, wow. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just choose the one that uh, actually impacted me the most. Uh, but okay. that, that would be one. 
you know, podcast. Let me tell you, uh, yourself, I entertain to all, you know, with what you're doing. And so vet, any veteran uh, blogs, any veteran podcast, mm-hmm, support, mm-hmm. support, yeah. support. I yeah. mean, just give, give, give. We all will need it one day. And, you know, I'm hope that I'm adding value to you, uh, Bernard. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and your, yeah. and your yeah, podcast, yeah. my friend Pete and uh, well, Marine brother and Navy brother over in, in Tampa, mm-hmm. you know, has a blog and has podcasts and he does it for, the, for Florida. You know, I hope I added value to him. That's what I want. I want to just add value. And mm-hmm. um, anything that we can do for each other, we should do it. Uh, no questions asked. Absolutely. And we're used to that. And it should never stop. What I encourage people to do is, uh, you know, reach out. Look for those veteran leaders doing things uh, that are impacting communities. We're not hiding, right? We're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not hiding. Definitely not um, hiding. Look, yeah. look, look. That we're there. Get a hold of us. We will not turn our back. You know, I, I tell my brothers and my sisters on, on LinkedIn, you, and you'll see that, you know, from time to time. Look, you're not going to fail because I got your six, man. Mm-hmm. That, that has not stopped. That has not stopped, and it won't stop. And as long as you're trying, I got you, man. Uh, yeah. And that's going to help us all. And so I hope that, uh, that the listeners um, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The veteran leaders community, I, I just want you guys to take Enrique up on that offer, connect um, his leadership, his vision, just some of the posts and the things he, he talks about on LinkedIn will help you strategize and stay open to what's next. And don't ignore what he shared about data. You know, if you're interested in IT, you're interested in tech, and you really see yourself in that space, I'd love for you to connect with Enrique and just maybe a 15 minute conversation if you're in his area, you know, schedule a coffee because what he's talking about, about data, I'm telling you, spot on, target hit. But ultimately, you know, Enrique, you left a, with a legacy of service, of mentorship, and truly supporting leaders in a way that I think we all need to hear exists. And I know that as you continue to share your story, continue to serve and lead, that everyone in the veteran leaders community, even our greater community, like you said, the 99% who might not have had access to the quality of leader that you are through programs like this and the other work that you're doing, we'll all get to uh, just be blessed by your presence and blessed by your teaching. Thank you so much. Well, Enrique, you have a happy holidays. Thanks for going along with me. I know I went over yeah. the time, but I really no, appreciate no, no, your you're time. Good, you're good. No, you're good, brother. <laughs>